Hello, my friends. This is Andy and Hedia coming to you live from your Belinda, California. Get who we were for, a minute. <laughs> for the Living Fearless Devotional. It is a production of resurrectministry.com where we're harnessing the power of the internet to share the gospel in every corner of the earth. We have books you may have never heard of. We have articles to read, our former podcast episodes, stories about my radical encounter with Christ. We need to add your radical. story on there. I thought it was radical. It was pretty, it was pretty out there. Mm-hmm. I didn't know any Christian people, and suddenly Jesus comes into my living room. It was when you say awesome. I should add mine, should I write it like a blog post or make a video? Whatever you want. Because we have a little blurb, but we don't blurb. have like your blurb. I have a video. I have a vlog. Hmm. I have a vlog. How long is a blurb? I don't know, but I know there's a. I know there's a. There's a, is there a rule. Yeah, for blurb. There's a. There's a rule of what a blurb is, as okay. opposed to a blog, as opposed to a vlog. All right. Anyways, drop us a line. We love to hear from you, and uh, if this ministry blesses you in any way, uh, you can click the donate now button. Awesome. While you're watching. Uh, make sure and comment. Uh, let us know what you think about the devotional. Maybe you have some thoughts about uh, the devotional that are maybe the same as ours or different than ours. Please put them down in the comment. That would be awesome. Every time you comment, it pushes it a little bit further to more people so that they can see uh, the devotional because um, the ag- algorithms uh, like um, interaction between the, the viewing audience and the hosts. So that would be great if you could do that. Uh, next thing you want to do is go down in the description and look for our sponsors. LifeWise is one of those sponsors. They have great products. They're a Christian-led um, uh, uh, company, and the products are amazing. Uh, I take Dream, um, and Hedia does too, and more often than not, it uh, really works and gets you back to sleep when you need to. Mm-hmm. If we just didn't have to go pee, yeah, that would be the trick. I think that's our age. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, all right. And then if you want to go live like we are doing and share your hobby or share a devotion of your own, or maybe you run a, a church, you can use StreamYard to broadcast on all the social medias, not all of them, but most of them. Like right now we're on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. X, formerly known as Twitter. Why is it still and Bluebird? And we're also on Rumble. Uh, rumble. Uh, I don't know why it should have the X now, but right. on our side it has the little icons, um, and so you can do that. So make sure and use the URL that I put there, getstreamyardnow.com. Use the whole thing because that gives our show credit for referring you. Uh, the next thing is we are going to be reading from First Corinthians five one through seven. So get your Bibles ready uh, as we uh, will read that in just a little bit. But for now, we're going to read from A. W. Tozier for the Christian Leader. Uh, November 19th. The title is No Private Sin. Okay, bear with me as I get through this King James version of 1 Corinthians 5, 6 through 7. It says, your glorying is not good. Hmm. Know ye not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump? Purge out, therefore, the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump as ye are unleavened. I, I have no idea what that even says. Hopefully you're going to read it in a different version. Yes. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so until then, we'll read um, the, um, the words of A.W. Tozier. He says, no sin is private. It may be a secret, but it is not private. Uh-huh. 
It is a great error to hold, as some do, that each man's conduct is his own business unless his acts infringe on the rights of others. My liberty ends where yours begins is true, but that is not all the truth. No one ever has the right to commit an evil act, no matter how secret. God wills that men should be free, but not that they be free to commit sin. Coming still closer, we Christians should know that our unchristian conduct cannot be kept in our own backyard. The evil birds of sin fly far and influence many to their everlasting loss. The sin committed in the privacy of the home will have its effect in the assembly of the saints. The minister, the deacon, the teacher who yields to temptation in secret becomes a carrier of moral disease, whether he knows it or not. The church will be worse because one member sins. The polluted stream flows out and on, growing, a, growing wider and darker as it affects more and more persons day after day and year after year. Lord, this is especially true of us who are leaders in the church. Show to me and my fellow servants this day the horror of the consequences of our sin. Keep us pure and faithful for your glory. Amen. Amen. Mm. Want to start us off? Sure. I, I told Andy before we went on, I love talking about sin. And the reason why is because I think it's so important um, for us to constantly keep it at the forefront of our mind not to sin, not because any of us are um, perfect, but because we hold each other accountable. And um, it's uh, so I was listening. Uh, I just came back from Arkansas. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But I was listening to 30 Minutes at the Perry's. I absolutely love Jackie Hill Perry. OK, so she's the one. Um, that was in a homosexual lifestyle, had a radical encounter with the Lord, total conservative Bible preaching, <laughs> poet writing, po you know, poetry writing, um, just warrior for Christ. And so um, when her husband asked, so they were playing an old poem of hers and her husband, and it was brutally honest, brutally honest, so much so at the very end, they show um, a lady who stands up she was commenting about um, studs, which are the ones who play the male, which is what Jackie was. And she's like, studs, you are beautiful as God made you, not as what you're trying to be, but you are beautiful, you are beautiful. And this woman in the back stands up and Jackie, as she's recounting this story, is crying um, because she's like, that woman gave her life to the Lord that day. Mm. Um, and so her husband was asking her, why are you so brutally honest? And she says, because the Lord snatched me out of sin and I want to do the same thing. I want to do the same thing. I want, I want to be the vehicle by which others are snatched out of the hands of sin. And I was just like hooting and hollering because I'm like, exactly. That's it right there. <laughs> because literally that's those of us that have that kind of like evangelist spirit. That's what we're hoping is that our honesty sets someone free because I had um, the ladies helping me with my book asked me the same question why do you want to be so honest about some of these things of some of these struggles as a parent and, and other things that I struggled with even before I came to Christ and I said because I'm hoping it's going to set someone free mm. um, so sin keeps us bound whatever that sin is and I think it's important to confess it I confessed on this podcast about the problem I'm having with anger 
Um, and it's, I think it's just important to confess sin so that we could be healed. To bring to the feet of Jesus. I love it. I, I too was, I think, in the beginning when you first started to share, especially uh, your, during your time as a Muslim, um, some of the things that, you know, you were unfortunately put through. And I was like, oh, gosh, this is kind of scary that you're beginning to share that part of your, your story. Yeah. But uh, I do think that it, it is something that God gave you so that you could share it. Because that's a gift. I know it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> but it's, it's a gift to the world. Maybe it wasn't a gift to you, obviously, at the time. But it's that gift that you have now is the ability Thank to share you. that for others to, to witness. Uh, I think, uh, too, I think, you know, those people that uh, either know my story or know me from the past, I, I feel like there's been a couple of my men friends who um, have been able to see the transformation that God has done sure. that um, has affected them too. Uh, awesome. So that, that it, it's not easy, uh, but uh, when you understand what God has called us to do, and that is to be the light. Yes. Uh, and that means shedding the light on some of the things that we tried to hide. And to keep dark. Uh, one of the most amazing things that I know that I felt right away as I was born again is the um, uh, the the not having to hide anything anymore. Not having to. I can hand my phone over to you or the kids. Um, uh, you have just, a tracker on your phone. I have a tracker on my phone. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. I think of it more for the kids, but there is. <laughs> There is that, and I haven't even. But I don't even worry about it. I, I know that that would have been my first. I know thoughts. when he's eating Mexican without me. <laughs> it is truly liberating, though. When it you've is. Got nothing to hide. No, it's it like awesome. I don't care. Like, yeah, I mean, any every little part of it uh, that we that every thing every little thing used to hide took such work and angst and anxiety and and those things have been removed. When you can remove uh, that. Um, it is just so freeing. Uh, I think Jack said it today, Pastor Jack Kibbs over at Calvary Chapel Chino Hills today. Um, he said that um, being a slave to Jesus Christ is so freeing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I can't remember the exact words you used today, but it, it sounded, uh, it, it made it even more fantastic being, um, uh, you know, being a slave to Jesus Christ. Um, is is something that you will uh, feel in your freedom. Uh, there's some yes. really great words that he used. And, and I was fully aware of a young man, he's in his 20s, early 20s, that had come to church for the first time that was sitting in front and to the right of me. He had been brought by some friends of ours that we know. Oh, And uh, it's so funny that almost every aspect of the message I was listening to, I know we're not supposed to do this, I know we're not supposed to be listening for other people, uh -huh. <laughs> but I was going, oh man, I hope he heard that. I hope he, I hope he hears what Jack's saying right uh, now. I hope that he understands. Well, he was how in the first two rows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I there think was Jack some... notices that. Oh, okay. Yeah. There were a couple of times that, the, that I know for sure in my head, I go, oh gosh, I hope that young man hears that, that, that message or that, uh, you know, whatever it was that Jack was talking about at the time, because Neat. it was so frank. But uh, again, I know I'm not supposed to be. I'm supposed to be listening for myself. Yes. <laughs> but there were a couple just zingers like, oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Um, and I think there's another important topic. 
in this devotional that we haven't touched on yet, or do you want to read the comments first? No, go ahead. Um, that uh, you cannot think that just because your sin is against yourself, that it does not affect the church. The mm. carriers of moral disease. Oh my goodness, how much of this do we see everywhere? It's everywhere. Where, and I think of that, our old church where we used to go, where when you don't talk about sin, you don't hold people accountable for sin, those people grow up, they become elders, they become controllers, they become managers, they become volunteers, and people steeped in sin control your church. And the messages change, the agenda changes, things just um, don't go the direction that um, is healthy for the church body as a whole when you allow that to happen. I think what happens with somebody who's living in sin is that it it shows in a lot of different ways, especially if it's a pastor of a church. You can you could just sense it. Like there's something about the way that they speak or talk or act um, that you know something's off, like something's not right. Yeah, your little spidey sense is going, wow, <laughs> yeah. why are you why are you annoying me right now? I don't know what this is. <laughs> yeah, and you're probably right. I mean, you and I have known this from being in uh, law enforcement um, that, you know, I've interviewed, I can't tell you, hundreds of suspects in all types of crimes, especially as a detective when, it, when it's involving sex crimes. And you're in that little room and you're talking to them and uh, you ask a specific question and the way that they answer it immediately, you know that they're lying um, in, in their body language and in the words that they yep. use, that kind of stuff, because you hear it a hundred times like, oh, all right, now, now I know where to go. <laughs> they're, they're so transparent. And I think I think just that's how, you know, even people that aren't suspected of a crime, you, you can say something or they can say something, you go, oh, that didn't, that's not right. That doesn't seem right. Something's right. Something's going on, but I think we're a little, maybe a little bit more sensitive um, than the average bear uh, with those types of things. Uh, let's see who's on right now. We have Spirit Wind View. Hey there. Same How are night. you? And Kate loves the lump. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, can't wait to hear what that's all about. Um, Hedia, you look lovely today. Oh, thank you. And I just came <laughs> off of a six-hour flight. Watch this. And you've been, whoa. <gasps> Andy got a new camera and it doesn't have this filter on it. So. Oh, well, I bring it up. Ta-da. <laughs> I got I to gotta fix it. It so bad, though. No. Yeah. Looks like I have eyeshadow on. Yes. <laughs> and we have Kareen. Hello, Kareen. I saw Kareen this weekend. Isn't that on Friday. fun? Isn't that fun to yes. meet people that you only see their name on, on social media? Yes. The more I learn, the more I realize how many sins there are. I mean, geez, <laughs> this is hard. And Karina, I hope you and your husband are coming to home church. I know you mentioned that he could drive you, but I hope he um, is willing to come with you too. Yeah, that'd so be great. It's a nice opportunity to meet people. And Andy said he was very um, nice and he would love uh, for yeah. him to join us. Yeah, it was awesome meeting him. It was a big win. Oh, and Corrine left. Huh? She left. She left, she had, they left like at halftime. Oh. Left the game. She didn't get to see the exciting ending. Oh, really? It was fantastic. We were jumping like little kids. Oh. I was actually standing on the on the bleacher. Nice. On the seat. Yeah. Kate says hello, and she loves to be snatched out of sin. Amen. Really, like Spider-Man with his <laughs> web. 
Yes. Before a moving car, you know, runs you over. Right. <laughs> All right. Let's read First Corinthians, and we're reading one uh, through seven. One through seven. First uh, Corinthians five one through seven. It is actually reported that there is sec. Okay, so sorry. This is Paul talking to the Corinthians, and he's talking to them. And I th- I could have sworn. Um, and Kate, if you were on, you remember that we covered this scripture because. I remember this unique interpretation of um, verses um, about this about this person that Paul's talking about, but we'll get to that after. And we're reading uh, NIV, by the way. NIV. It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you, and of a kind that even the pagans don't tolerate. A man is sleeping with his father's wife, and you're proud. Shouldn't you rather have gone into mourning and have put out of your fellowship the man who has been doing this? For my part, even though I am not physically present, I am with you in spirit. As one who is present with you in this way, I have already passed judgment in the name of the Lord on the one who has been doing this. So when you are assembled and I am with you in spirit and the power of Lord Jesus is present, hand this man over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh so that his spirit may be saved on the day of the Lord. Mm. Your boasting is not good. Don't you know that a little yeast leavens the whole batch of dough? Get rid of the old yeast so that you may be a new unleavened batch as you really are. For Christ, our Passover lamb has been sacrificed. So I want to say, so the interesting thing is for the talk about him saying, I'm present with you in spirit and I handed the man over to Satan. The question is, were the apostles given and therefore the rest of the church throughout time, depending on whether you believe the gifts have ceased or not, I personally don't um, have the power to punish. So not to damn punish. So he's basically implying that he punished him or is he just saying that he had them excommunicated? The commentary says that um, the apostles, the traveling apostles did not normally excommunicate people from a community. They told them to do it. So the fact that he's saying I'm doing it, um, leans more towards he's exact, exacting a punishment. Mm. Um, and so another quite another comment I have about this is <sighs> hand the man over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh so his spirit may be saved. So this is a prayer. It's a bold prayer that we have for our children that are prodigals is that we Lord, we ask Lord by any means necessary bring our child back. And it is really important to understand the ramifications of that, that the child may get a lot worse before they come back. Um, But I know I've been praying that for years, that Mm -hmm. Lord, I don't care what you got to do to break her legs, but bring her back. You know what I mean? I just want her um, under your care and under your supervision. And so some people are afraid of what that may mean, but you ultimately trust the Lord. You trust his judgment. Well, that he's going to do what he's going to do, and that, that it'll be good. That breaking of the legs of the lamb, right, uh, is a, a powerful story that I'd never. I mean, I'm sure I've heard, but I'd never really understood it until Pastor Jack uh, talked about it at church one day. Yep, that's crazy. I mean, it's, it's crazy to think about that. That that maybe like a bad accident. I don't want that to be the, the thing. But I'm just saying yeah. that a bad accident, um, a, a near overdose, or uh, what else could there be? Well, um, I mean, with our friends at our home church who lost their son, their son died. It made 
the girlfriend that caused the drug overdose to begin with to go sober. Mm. You know, it was the death of their son that led her to sobriety. Um, now, of course, that's unfortunate for them to have to lose their son for that, but that's not why God took their son. You know what I mean? But as a consequence, the one standing to the right of him um, was saved. Mm. It's wild. Schnooks. It is. All right, let me get rid of the Laura Lee. There we go. And? And uh, Kareem says, I got sick. Oh. Oh, no. no. And good idea to have Gary attend with me. Yes. Oh, sorry you got sick. Did yes. you eat bad nachos or something? <laughs> I you didn't know. see her eating the nachos. You never know. You never know of stadiums. Uh, Kathy says, I want to praise God. I have a fabulous praise report. Oh. After my son's heart attack yesterday. So your son had a heart attack yesterday. Oh, no. They were able to put the stent in the 100% blocked artery and no open heart surgery needed now. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That is wow. fantastic. And sorry to hear your son had a heart attack yesterday, but that is wonderful news. Oh my gosh. That is something else. Yeah. Never heard of anything like that before. Kelly Elliott. Kelly Elliott. Hi there. <laughs> nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. And yes, that prayer terrifies me. Yeah. <laughs> as they get older, older and naughtier, the prayer becomes easier as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> In the beginning when they're cute and little, and only doing little dumb things, you're kind of like, yeah. no, be gentle. And then as they get naughtier and worse and worse, you're like, you know what? I don't care. Just break their leg on their way out the door. Anything to make them stumble far enough to realize. Uh, I wonder if that's what, if that's what happened to our 10-year-old. He got a, broke his hip. Oh, God, no. That's just him, <laughs> that's just him being a yeah, crazy boy. boy. <laughs> yeah, Kelly, that, um, yeah, I... I don't know. I just, I just want them to, to find the Lord before that happens. But I mean, we all can hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. It is difficult though. Kareen says not bad nachos. <laughs> no, I, I was with her. I didn't see her eating any bad nachos or any good nachos either. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but just back on meeting people, I, there were a couple people. I walked, as soon as I walked into the stadium, some lady, I don't know, she walked up to me, she goes, oh, Andy, I just wanted to tell, tell you how much I enjoy your videos. Uh, and so it, it's, um, it's nice to see that. Uh, my point in saying this, though, is that these are, these videos she's talking about are my school board. I presumed. Things. Um, but we 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 have to speak of this the sin we have to bring out the sin that's happening in our schools and it's it's tough and i and i shared this this is a, a letter i'm going to cover up the name so nobody can see the name this is a letter yeah, that a teacher like teacher wrote um a student about hiding um uh, amongst a, a few things about you know chest binders about the you know telling this this uh, seventh or eighth grader you know that the secret of her wearing chest binders is safe with this teacher, but, but that that's bad enough. You think, but the next line or the next paragraph talks about that. I was sad to hear about your desire not to live any longer and don't worry. I'm not going to tell anybody. Yeah. And then, to, and then to say that, just know that even if you don't feel like it, you're loved. Yeah. What, why couldn't you say, I'm sure your family loves you. They're yes. just worried about you. You know, I mean, like. Talk to your mom and dad. Talk to your parents. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's really crazy. And so this is, um, 
again, I, I think for us to know, have this knowledge or know this is going on as Christians and not saying anything about it, not standing up and speaking out, I think uh, is also something that, that God wants us to do. It, it may cause a little bit of discomfort and then bringing this up in front of a school board. Uh, but the, I, the, 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 the families that, you know, that I've joined kind of hands in this whole thing often give this kind of stuff to me <laughs> because I don't mind standing up and, and calling people out on it. But I think that as Christians, we have to stand up to this kind of stuff, this sin that is occurring in our world. And so for so long, we've been, um, uh, been quiet. Yes. And we think that that's uh, somehow the way we're supposed to be as Christians. Do you know of anything in the Bible that tells Christians to to not stand up for evil? No. Okay. I thought maybe there was something that they, people were getting confused because it does seem to be uh, an epidemic. Yeah. And that's how we kind of got here. Don't judge. People confuse exposing sin with judging. We're mm -hmm. not supposed to judge. Um, but we are to hold people to the standard of righteousness. Actually, we just read 1 Corinthians 5 where it's not judging for condemnation for death but you can judge a person's behavior to excommunicate them mm. i mean in in the days of the early church they were excommunicating people from church and remember we gave the example oh god why is the name suddenly escaping me phineas the ones that were uh that died where they lied about how much money they were given and they lied to the holy spirit and then they just dropped dead uh this name is escaping me but it was also the early church so um, they were, quote, judging some things. They were judging behavior, character, for sure. Um, but so people say that and that um, vengeance belongs to the Lord, all those kind of scriptures, which is kind of, this is not my responsibility, it's God's. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Carrie says she's sorry she's late. We were oh, wondering. Mr. Carrie. Yeah, we were going to be very angry at you. <laughs> 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 He's kidding. Corinne says, I could never speak in public and grateful for those that do. That's yeah. sweet. Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to ever want to say anything, just give it to me. I'll do it. <laughs> I don't mind at all. And Corinne goes on Gary to say, You had the football on too loud and I couldn't hear what prayer you're talking about breaking legs. <laughs> uh, it's a prayer that sometimes people do. Actually, the pastor Jack was talking about doing it over a man who was in adulterous, uh, was in an adulterous relationship and he prayed it over him to stop cheating on his wife. But it's for people engaged in um, repetitive sin, uh, often referred uh, for prodigal children, where you're just like, Lord, I don't care whatever it takes. Um, if you have to break their legs, um, like he did with the baby lamb in order to, to save it, to rescue it, um, do what you have to do just to bring them home, bring them back to Jesus. And it's often, it's mentioned also, um, I'm going to let it go because I know it's controversial. It's okay. Next time. <laughs> Oh, oh man. Yeah. Says, Thank some, you. Some people get upset sometimes. And Carrie says. Also turn the other cheek was for a slap, not a punch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's for great. sure. Um, just really quick. I want to talk about uh, something. Um, I want to talk about Arkansas too. Yeah. Uh, so I was at uh, Calvary Chapel Chino Hills today and I was standing in line. Because we weren't here. Yeah, because the girls weren't here. So I went back to my home church. <laughs> uh, and so there I was standing in line and there were like three people in front of me. And one was this older gentleman, probably in his uh, late seventies, early eighties, mid eighties, somewhere around there. 
And um, he did look very, I noticed that he looked very like. And you, you recognize him, right? Because I could tell recognize him from the back of his head. Yeah. Uh, he looked like he was just like, he wasn't like giddy and happy. He, he looked very serious and like something had, had been going on. And um, then service, first service had ended. The music had started and Jack, Pastor Jack Hibbs came running, literally came running out of the sanctuary and into this man's arms. Oh. And they both started crying. And um, the lady next to me says, oh, his wife passed away the other day, like just like two days ago. Wow. And um, I guess it's the first time, obviously, that Pastor Jack has seen him and had a chance to talk to him and, and to talk to him about, you know, wow. about, I'm, I'm guessing that this man and his wife probably attended the church from early Reception, on, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm guessing, uh, but I don't know for sure. My, but I wanted to say that one of my first questions when I began going to Calvary Chapel, uh, because I had left the church I was going to during COVID, it was the only one that was open. Um, and uh, when I knew that a friend of mine was one of Pastor Jack's security team members, um, I want to know if the guy that I see on stage is the real deal. Is that, is that an act? Or can I trust because I just left a church where I wasn't happy with how things had turned out? And The moral decay. Yeah. And Bruce, uh, my friend, said, what, what you see on stage is, is who he is all the time. Yeah, that's and the greatest again, compliment people pay him. Today uh, was one of those times where you, that's, that's who he is. You know, he had heard that the man was standing out there in line and somebody gave him the, you know, the, uh, the knowledge of where he was and he came running out like, like nobody's business. It was, it was something else. Some people around began to cry and it was a pretty emotional uh, moment that we had there. But he is, he is that guy. Uh, he's just, he's just one of us. Kate says, wasn't Jack good? I like how he said he's conversing with Jesus with groaning and Jesus carries us to the father. We just need to talk to him. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah, it was an awesome message to, as it always is. I tried to stream it on the plane. It didn't work. Mm. So I will listen to it tomorrow. Yep. On my morning walk. So you were in Arkansas visiting the Clintons? Is that what you were doing? No. Oh. So um, one of the D1 stunt schools, a cheerleading sport, it's a new version of it called stunt, um, was having a clinic and Zara really loved the team and the coach. So we went out there and it's in Conway, Universal uh, University of Central Arkansas. They're actually D1, they're not D3. One of the only four D1, official D1 programs in the country. Is D1 higher or D3 higher? D1's highest. Okay. Um, and... It was, so when we, it was awesome. It was an awesome experience. The campus is absolutely beautiful. And I was, <laughs> but as I was driving around, I just had flashbacks of living in Fenton, Michigan. And I was like, Zara, it's going to feel like you're being buried alive here. I'm like, is this, uh -huh. this is just, it's not where a California. Oh, really? I, I, yeah. She, on the pictures and the video I saw, she looked so happy with the people that she was hanging out with. It would, they were great. They mm. were great. But what always worries me about towns like that and um, is that they, very similar to all of her relatives that live in Fenton, Michigan, is they end up using drugs. Like it becomes even harder to maintain a clean lifestyle because there is nothing to do. Um, and so I just thought it was really, it, it was just not, um, 
Not the best atmosphere. <laughs> it was, Sorry to all of our friends that are. Yeah, it was, I mean, they're just. I don't know. I, I worry if you if your kid is if your kids are used to high energy, high activity, like growing up in Southern California your whole life or D.C., um, it's a dramatic change. And you can say this because you've lived in both. Yes. You lived in a cult. Yes, on a, on a <laughs> compound. Off the compound. I had off off cult campus housing. <laughs> oh wow. That's unfortunate. Yeah, but it was a great experience. It looked like she was having fun. It was. She was actually being tossed in the air. Yeah, she got to be a flyer. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, any uh, any other meetings? Did you sit with any parents and have any discussions with any of them? No, nope, we went on the tour of the campus so that she could see what a dorm looked like. She'd never see what a dorm room looked like. Yeah. And the girl had two little cats in there. Yeah. So it smelled real nice. Is it? Is it? <laughs> Are they smaller than her bedroom? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's half There's the size a... of Ray's bedroom. I've had to sleep in those a few times for different type reasons. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, but the, door, but the, the grounds were beautiful. And their football field's purple. Oh, yeah. For uh, the Bears. I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. And the, again, the bathroom is a community bathroom. Oh, we didn't go to the bathrooms. Yeah. But there was definitely no bathroom in her dorm room. No, but it's a community yeah. just down the down hallway. Down the hall. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, do you know what it's like to walk around with your robe and slippers? And she, and this girl's place was in all girls. And I was like, there was all the rest of them were co-ed. Oh, what? Yeah. Hmm. Weird. All right. Corrine says she's going to need to check out your church, our church. I've been searching for decades. Wow. Um, for home. Well, we got, we got two. We have yeah. our home, home church, which is with Pastor Jack, of course. And then we have uh, Calvary Chapel East Anaheim. Maybe that's what you're referring to, Corey. And it's funny because we now see lots of friends there. Yeah. Our other friends that were orphans from other churches <laughs> and who love Jack, but it's so far to go all the time with family and, the, and all these other commitments because we're just not uh, local to Chino Hills. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because every every time we go there, I feel like we run into a new person. Yeah. It's like, oh, you go here too? Yeah, what I, are sat you doing next, here? I sat next to a guy who goes went to Friends Church and and uh, and on the and that goes to the school board stuff. We just happen to sit next to each other, but that's the way that church is because yeah. it's in our community. Yeah. Spirit Wayne thought it was funny. You'll that, know everybody, Kareem. That you were going Spirit. to visit the Clintons. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Clintons. Pa Pastor Bob is just a. I don't want to say. I don't want to use any bad references, like less than. Pastor Jack. He's just another version of Pastor Jack. Yeah. Very similar style. Very yeah. similar um, heart, I yeah. think. Very similar in terms of humility and graciousness and kind of mm -hmm. he just same kind of warm, kind of honest spirit about him that I love. Yeah. Down to earth. We went there for dinner at the church the other day and sat down next to his wife. And like dummy over here, I'd never seen his wife. So I was like, how long have you been at the church? And she's like, oh, since it opened. <laughs> oh, really? At the table, I was like, that's the Pastor Bob's wife. And I was like, wow, I'm sorry. And she's like, how would you know? It's okay. She probably gets that love. Yeah. Because she doesn't walk around with, uh, I'm, I'm with him or, you know. I'm yeah. Pastor Bob's wife. Yeah, she's just, this is one of the people. 
really awesome. Very nice lady. We've enjoyed spending time with her. Great. And um, and uh, and him too. We've had the chance to talk to him and that kind of stuff. So, um, and he's good friends with Pastor Jack, apparently. Yes. So that's really nice. Amir by Amir Safardi, we know because he had a session with him last week that we we know that there's must be a kindred spirit. Yep. So speaking of Pastor Jack, uh, we're going to do this again. Uh, we have an interview with Pastor Jack. It's been re it was rescheduled. Or if you remember, we were going to uh, interview him back in September, I think it was. Yes. Um, but uh, something called no way. One of his you know grandchildren had something going on, so uh, we had to reschedule. So right now it's uh, November thirtieth at two thirty p.m. Pacific Standard Time. November thirtieth at two thirty. I've emailed uh, his assistant and. Um, and trying to make sure that we're still on. She hasn't emailed me back to say that we're not. Okay. <laughs> so just mark that what in your you, calendar. Why don't you text him? I did text him did you? something the other day, but he had did not return my text, okay. which happens. You know, yeah, you know he does that a lot, but I, I would bring that up too. I'm going to send that Happy graphic. Happy Thanksgiving and, yeah, yeah, send the I'm graphic. Send that graphic and say, looking forward to seeing you on the 30th. Yeah, send the graphic. <laughs> I did see him today. He was like two feet away from me, but again, he was uh, consulting uh, the gentleman that was in front of me. So I didn't want to say, "Hey, J excuse me, Jack." <laughs> hey, excuse hey, me. Hey, I wanted to tell you that we're uh, going to be interviewing you. I didn't do that, by the way, just so you know. Uh, Jan said, "I watched Pastor Bob today. So good, and love the worship music. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad, Jan. Yeah. yeah, the worship music's awesome. The worship leader just started as the worship. She's been with the church since the beginning." Yes, since a little girl. Yes, but she, very faithful. She just took over a worship leader about three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Yeah, the man who was uh, the worship leader, he left, which he was doing a great job too. Uh, he's he going. Was. Is he going to Arkansas? Where's he going? Can't remember. He's going to one I of those places: yeah. Kansas, Kansas, Arkansas, something like that. But Jan, if you and Jim want to go one time in person, our friends Jeannie and Brian, who you've met at home church, sit out in the courtyard because I know you know you know you're not a big fan of big crowds and stuff, but it's lovely sitting out in the courtyard. Um, me and Andy love the loud music and being inside with lots of people. But outside is also beautiful if you wanted to hang out. Yeah. And uh, Rob and Susan might be. Yes, they're going. Their home yes. Yeah. They just started the Bible study. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 We're going to bring all of our people over there. Yeah. We're going to take over. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what else is going on? Schnugs, anything that we need to talk about before we leave? Anybody have nope. any prayer requests? That, oh, uh... yes. We got a prayer request from Carrie. Ah, okay. Muscles and bones and shoulders, arm, neck with a massive headache. Oh, no. Okay, Carrie, you're not staring down at your phone, are you? Because that's, I was talking to Andy today, that that is an important issue we have to be careful of. I've been hearing about from. these um, bones, these like horns that you're spinal column can grow if you aren't careful from this this neck position. oh for sure what are they called it's not horns neck um, horns <laughs> no they're not spikes oh my god what is that word i'll think of it yeah but yes yeah i was hearing about that a couple of years ago they were starting talking about that uh kareen uh kareen what's your mom's name praying for her lung cancer returning at 89 i'm so sorry to hear that so difficult okay spurs spurs there you spurs that jingle 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 you got it carrie <laughs> carrie's so quick on her feet isn't she, she is she's the smartest person i know <laughs> after you 
Here we go. One other, uh, it's Dolores Elaine. Kalenda. Uh, one, could I add one more person? Yeah. Larry, our seat partner at Calvary Chapel Chino Hills, oh, his yeah. mom fell and broke her hip. And Aww. this time it's even worse than the last time she fell. Yeah, so, the breaks get worse. Yeah. Okay. And Larry's no spring chicken himself. Right. <laughs> mom, but the way he described his mom, she's pretty active compared to my mom because we've compared uh, mom stories. Yeah. yeah. I think his mom is the same age as my mom. My mom just had me later. Hmm. Carrie said she used to pull weights. What? Like, that a, like a mule? <laughs> Where do you get these things? I don't know what that means. I, I just imagine she's like pulling weights like a... Meaning that's why she has... I don't know. <laughs> well, she was an engineer. Oh. So maybe she was pulling like bars, like steel bars or something. What does that have to do with engineering? Um, I thought engineers just She was building things. No, no. That's I thought she was just doing the... Oh. No, she was like building things. Really? She'll tell us. Carrie, we need to get you on the show. In the, the gym. <laughs> but it's an interesting description. Pull weights. Yes. As opposed to just, I used to lift weights. That's why I thought of a mule. <laughs> don't, don't be shocked. He doesn't mean anything by it. It's the remnants of his father who was Archie Bunker. Mexican Archie Bunker. Oh my gosh, you guys would. You got most of our viewers. I'm sure that they had either a father or a grandparent, much like my dad. Yeah, my dad, my dad, Hispanic, but talked more about Mexicans than any other person. Uh, you know, all the systems all the engineering. Slings. Systems engineering. Okay, that clarifies things. <laughs> were you building or drawing? Andy's convinced yeah, you were like an architect. Up with the system, pictures. the system for building something, the system for creation, the systems. This <laughs> that you do this and then after you do that then you do this yes. and then after that happens then you have to do but this it's not a picture and he wasn't a... drawing pictures <laughs> maybe she was building see she was building things <laughs> oh. so i remember because her accident happened outside oh. she was she got sun poisoning from being outside so much right according <laughs> saying my dad was archie bunker also and we had <laughs> pollock jokes <laughs> Oh yeah, we had those too. <laughs> we had everything. How jokes. do you have Pollock jokes when there's no Pollocks anywhere to be found? Just Pollocks. Well, and because it, 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 in those days, anything, anytime you did something stupid, oh, it would generate a Pollock joke. Oh right. Yeah. Like, how many Pollocks does it take to oh, screw God, in a I light totally bulb? Forgot about yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. All right. Let's go. <laughs> Please, we need prayer. Dear Lord. Dear Lord, thank you um, for this time of fellowship and for spending time in your word and for learning from this great giant of uh, Bible knowledge and wisdom, Lord. And the messages that he gives us are so timely, even for today, Lord. So we ask that you protect us from sin and that we can come to you and to your feet and confess our sins on you are sure to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. That is the greatest gift of the blood and of being a son or daughter of um, the Lord Most High is that you will cleanse us from that unrighteousness if we come to you and confess those sins, Lord. So we are so grateful for that. We ask for a supernatural healing, Lord, for our um, dear friends and family members that are hurting, for um, Carrie, whose body 
her upper body, her neck, her shoulders, her arms are hurting and causing headaches, Lord. We ask for a complete healing over her entire body, Lord, and a restoration um, to wholeness and that feeling of um, joy that comes from a body that's working well. And we also pray for um, Corrine's mom, Dolores, whose lung cancer has, has returned. Lord, what a devastating thing at, at her age, Lord. And we ask that um, you heal her and that you give her uh, victory over this illness and um, make it make her path easy. Give the doctors the wisdom and the knowledge to do the right thing so that this is not um, debilitating on her, Lord. And for um, Larry's mom, who just uh, broke her hip again, Lord, oh, we're so sorry. That could be so painful, Lord. And we ask for healing and for quick recovery, Lord, and that it doesn't um, go on too long with too much pain, Lord. For our elderly family members, our, our fathers and our mothers and aunts and uncles that are advanced in age, Lord, um, we ask that they, you draw them to you. And those that do not yet know you, Lord, please give them saving faith in their last days that um, they may know you and spend an eternity in your presence, Lord. And those that do already know you, Lord, that you make your passing from this life to the next one easy and beautiful and joyous, Lord. Though it's difficult for the loved ones left behind, it is glorious for them to meet you face to face. Uh, we ask all things, expect all things as children, the sons and daughters of the Lord Jesus Christ. We ask all things in his holy name. Amen. Amen. Oh. All right. Oh, K2. And Lord, we add K to that prayer oh. request that she also receive healing, Lord, and that she receive your graceful hand over her and over her body and that um, you continue to do a a miracle in her life in and through her Lord and that she will find comfort in your arms and, and absolute restoration and healing. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. All right, my friends, we love you guys. Love you guys. God bless. And we will Happy see Sunday. you later. Bye. Bye.